What's up everyone? Welcome back to another episode of FKB Full Kit Banter. My name is Pascal and I'm joined today by Nate and BK. Welcome back guys. Um, a, hey. bit, a bit closer to a regular programming this time uh, since there's been no FA Cup or sort of COVID breaks, if, if I can call them that. But yeah, there were finally some Premier League matches on show this weekend. We had the big one, Man City against Chelsea, first against second. And that's going to be the first game we're going to be talking about. Unfortunately, uh, our resident Blue Sash will not be joining us tonight, so we can't get his thoughts on the game. But um, I think based on kind of our convos on Telegram, uh, we kind of know what he's been thinking. But um, he, he, he needs to have a therapy big session now. Like, yeah, just to, yeah like, chill off. To, <laughs> a little, little <laughs> bit, yeah. Um, but since we're on that topic with BK, do you, do you watch the game? City-Chelsea? Uh, no, I, 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 no, 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 I only caught the highlights. I, I, I didn't watch the City-Chelsea game. Like, it, it was on my watch. La. Like, I, I wanted to give it a shot, but uh, I don't know, I just had other things. <laughs> it's cool, man. It, it, I mean, I can pretty much sum it for you, sum it up for you. Um, I caught the game. I think that was the first time I actually watched uh, a City match in a while because of all the cancellations, number one, and just because of the timing of the games, but... The best way I can sum up that City-Chelsea game was just a slow sort of dismantling. And the scoreline was only 1-0, but um, the golf in class on show was just... Um, you wouldn't have guessed that it was first and second and that these two were both in the Champions League final just a little over six months ago. Um, and I was talking to Nate before we, we clicked the record button on this episode. In the two games that City have played Chelsea in this season... Chelsea have only registered one shot on target in both games, which I think is a pretty damning statistic. And um, I'm going to bring Nate in uh, right now to kind of talk about how that's come about. Like, how does a side like Chelsea, who, yeah, they're, they're more known for their defensive prowess, but still registering one shot on goal in two fixtures against the champions, that's surely not good enough, is it? No, I think... I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that their attacking players are a little inconsistent. Um, I think you do see uh, a little bit of a, sh- a change in their uh, attacking um, method since Lukaku has come in. Um, I think what was the main kind of um, approach that they had in the Champions League final and maybe the previous uh, game that they had last season where Tuchel really had uh pacey winger attackers like Werner and they were trying to really break on the counter with with pace and that really kind of is the only way to kind of um put your the city defense in disarray uh, but with this game they had that one chance uh with Lukaku where it went through the middle and to be yeah. fair I think he could have maybe lifted the ball a little higher but I mean Edison did a great Edison. job I thought yeah, Edison he made himself big down really quickly yeah that's but true. And that's probably like Lukaku's, like one of his weaker finishes. Like he's good at a lot of things, but through one-on-one is not really his best. And he misses quite a lot of those. So um, yeah, but besides that, that shot, I think they, they really didn't have much opportunities. And that's because again, um, City have more possession and they just kind of, like we see them do this to every team. Once they get their rhythm, they kind of just pass you to death. Um, really, yeah. I, I mean, really like do. to be fair to Chelsea, uh, I mean they don't have their 
full team. Oh, I mean, like yeah, they they really missed um James and Chilwell, man. It was yeah. I, yeah, I mean, the, the just, golf the golf in class between those two and their sort of backup wing backs. You think Aspilicueta and Alonso? It's it's you really feel yeah, the difference. I mean, you're you're playing City. I mean, City almost <laughs> not almost. I mean, <laughs> literally, City's first team is and second team are binded into one and uh the the wingers are just so much pace uh, the whole team has much more pace over Alonso and Aspi and I mean not to be mean to them uh, but f- I mean with Chelsea's amount of money that they have uh you like your your backups aren't doing enough for the squad I mean they they, they banked hard on Lukaku this transfer which I I mean it still hasn't proven anything apart no, no, there's no apart. It hasn't proven anything. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the uh, what's oh the upside man. to this? <laughs> yeah, it, it hasn't proven anything, and um, I, I, I guess I, I'm not sure where Sasha stands is on Lukaku. Um, I, I, I know. I believe the words uh, Congolese Kenwin Jones have been thrown <laughs> around a few times. <laughs> I mean, I know he rates uh Kai way higher. Uh, Werner is still a question mark. Uh, honestly. Like I, I mean, it's a good point they mentioned, like how, uh, Tuchel was more familiar in playing the pacey wingers, false nine structure, and now they kind of have to accommodate to, you know, Lukaku. Has that really worked out well? I mean, it's kind of like the United situation with Ronaldo, no? Mm. Yep. Mm. Go ahead. No. I, 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 in, in terms of the target man position. Um, yeah, and I think we did cover something like that uh, about the fact that the target man, if they're not at their best form, then the rest of the team really kind of suffer and stuff. But to to be honest, and going back to to um Chelsea, um, yeah, the it's really to me it's the incons- inconsistency. I I do see like we look at the game against Liverpool not too long ago, and you had um that uh. Pulisic scoring that goal and stuff, right? You you do see them scoring and you do see them turning up, but then they're not always there. In this game, um, Ziyech as well, he w- he started the, the match, he had a, a chance as well, but you just don't see them really controlling the game and nor do they really seem like a, a, a big threat sometimes. I, I wonder to a certain extent, like, maybe it's... I, I want to say, like, it could be a defensive thing pressure like you're playing City you know your wingbacks aren't gonna support the offense as well because they have to c- track back that distance to cover back uh, so you, you think the whole team kind of sits back or like yeah I'm thinking like would you be more inclined to be on that's, the offense that's actually no. a good point BK because um, during the first half right I think Chelsea slowly got sucked into that mindset because of what like Nate mentioned City were just playing their game, you know, they, they were so sharp on the ball. Chelsea were getting really frustrated that um, they were barely t- seeing the ball. Um, and when they did, they were giving it away far too cheaply. You know, they, the, your chief culprits were mainly Ziyech and Lukaku. Um, I, I think I, I Ziyech, Ziyech was lucky not to be taken off at halftime, but Tuchel was going crazy on the touchline because Chelsea were just slowly, slowly seeping into a, a low block just because... You know, you're in that continuous cycle of, of City wave after wave. So um, that certainly played in the hands of City. But 
yeah, something definitely looked off uh, with, with regards to Chelsea, especially after they had put out what I considered to be a pretty attacking lineup, which, you know, they absolutely needed to have because of where well, they what? are on the I- table. Actually, why wasn't Kai starting? Was it to, to a prior injury? That's a, I'm not really sure. I think um, it might have been tactical. Um, but in hindsight, I mean, if Kai was fit, I, I think he would have been better suited than Ziyech because um, my man... I mean, Kai, just... w- Kai was on the bench. That's why I was like, oh. Right. Yeah. Uh, so was Mount as well. So I was a bit like uh, pondering. I, I mean, not... Pulisic and Ziyech, they aren't, like, bad, but yeah. They're not bad players, but I think it's just, like, what like Nate said is that inconsistency, man. Like, neither of those two players are regulars for Chelsea, and we saw why on Saturday. Like, Ziyech had at least two chances to play a decent true ball to Lukaku. Both times, they were woefully overhit, and uh, you could see the frustration on Lukaku's face, you know. But he himself, when he was given the one-on-one, didn't take it. And Pulisic was pretty much non-existent for the entirety of the first half. I think even um, Chelsea's best player in that Champions League final, uh, Kante, you know, he he got shut down pretty... um, Or not shut down, but he wasn't allowed to play his his sort of high-pressing game. Like City, uh, Rodri in particular, were just so slick on the ball. And every time Chelsea tried to play it out from the back to sort of build something, um, especially that left side with Saar and um, Marcos Alonso, they were just being pressed so quickly, um, making really basic errors that turned the ball over. And, you know, you just repeat that cycle. So I think going in at nil-nil at halftime was a bonus for Chelsea. But even I could tell like as a neutral that it was only going to be a matter of time before City scored, and I mean, let's talk about let's talk about the goal right now, right? I think that goal was one of the best I've seen this season. Um, KDB just makes it look so easy, you know. Like, uh, it looked like he was going to pass it, but he just sort of whipped it past Kepa, uh, who, in fairness, had a decent game in Mendy's absence. But um, that goal probably was well deserved in the end by City because we've talked about a lot of the faults of Chelsea, but. Um, I think most of that is still down to just City being at their at their best at this point in time. Yeah, Actually, I think they're yeah, re- I, on that point. I think sorry, BK. Um, no, no, I no. just wanted to say that for whatever reason, it did look like actually that Chelsea may still get away with a point because for as much as dominance as we had from from City, like they were also finding it a little bit hard to get uh at the goal. To be honest, and though they did have some flashes, like some crosses, and and I think Jesus also had a chance somewhere. Um, I feel that they, I think this could be part of why that debate of having a, a number nine striker will always be there for City because they they just didn't really get enough clear cut chances, and yeah, it had to come down to um one of their best, if not uh yeah, you could say like the best in his position, KDB. Um, credit for him for not going down right, and then he. He stayed on his feet and then he just whips the ball in. But that whole kind of transition was, I think you mentioned it, he, he made it look so easy, but it was anything but. I think the pressure to, to stay on your feet and to to try to 
to get that that shot in when mm. it didn't really look like it was on until like I think it was KDB who said himself that the defender was still backing off, which was Silva. And that gave him just a little bit of space to just curl it around him into the corner. And I think also fortunate that I think it could have been Silva who kind of blocked the view of Kepa, which is why he was a bit wrong for it. He almost used Silva as a as a as a pole, screen as a marker. Yeah, as a screen exactly. Yeah, which is which is again really smart. That's and just what top players do, you know. They 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 are difference makers. You know, as cliche as that sounds, but um, most players not named KDB probably would have smashed that into Rosette or forced the save out of the keeper but it's just that extra precision that makes the difference Um, and I mean there's kind of not much more left to say about the game apart from if Chelsea's title hopes were dangling by a thread potentially could have been revived with the win at the Etihad surely now they must be over right 13 points behind level on on games played yeah, and I think it's quite damning for them um, from the point of, like, uh, confidence. Mm. Because even though if the gap is still quite wide, if you can beat them, you feel like, yeah, maybe we are a good enough team to catch them. Yeah, and you, but, put, some doubts, you put some doubts in, in City's mind. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, are they still in the UEFA, right? They still are, of course. Um, they play Lille. Uh, I mean, remember our much-documented oh, yeah, 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 yeah. UCL draw? Um, so uh, that's still up for grabs. They're in the, yeah. the Carabao Cup final. Um, I think just aim for the top four. the Club World Cup to, to play. Yeah, um, just aim for the top four and probably bank a UCL or something. I, I, I mean... Easier said than done. Bank a sure. UCL. <laughs> <laughs> just... I mean... <laughs> just easily defend it. La. <laughs> They're already one step through. Already, I mean, Chelsea right? are well-equipped <laughs> to be a cup side. Like they, they seem are, they very are. adept at you know two-legged games, much like um, Klopp's Liverpool were like seasons ago. Um, but I mean, the fact the fact that they have to go for the Club World Cup, I know it's a trophy on the line. You know everyone wants to win extra silverware, but I think it's coming at the wrong time, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, that, that, um, that I agree. So I they might find themselves like, you know, pot- potentially out of the top four, even with some games in hand. But you know. We know how fickle games in hand are these yeah. days. Um, I guess the only saving grace was one of their closest um, chasers, West Ham, lost yesterday, albeit mm. in ridiculous circumstances. Like, mm. I don't know how the hell Leicester didn't... Uh, not Leicester. I don't know how West Ham didn't at least get a point against Leeds, but um, I digress. But yeah, I think um, it's it's safe to say that Chelsea, I mean, the top top... Two is certainly still up for grabs, but um, I think in the interim or in the immediate future, they they have to be looking over their shoulder um, at the chasing pack because you've got um, you got West Ham, like I mentioned, you got Arsenal, you got Spurs, and you got Man United. Um, I don't think Man United's really chasing. To be ah, honest, come on, <laughs> that was a good segue. We're, we're, yeah, we're literally <laughs> gonna get into them now, but. You still have to put them in that mix, but yeah, the the weekend's result was um, we talked about. Damaging to morale, right? This one, yeah. Um, I think if I, we if we didn't yeah. look at like points, uh, if I mean, okay, if we didn't look at uh, if West Ham didn't uh drop points, right? Then it's really realistically, and you look at the form that we are in this season, I would say that United will be really just chasing to get fifth and six, because um, West Ham up to that point had gone three games, uh, on the win. So to be honest. And Arsenal as well, five game, uh, four games, 
uh, wins so far. It's not easy actually to to also put together a string of wins. And United mm. have been struggling to do that this whole season. Yeah. To to string together some wins, and that's what you need if you want to at least climb and not just hold your position. So to to chase down um a very resurgent Arsenal side, a a quite a surprisingly dominant West Ham side minus the game that they just lost to, which was I would say quite fluky. Um and then you have Tottenham who are starting to gain some momentum and becoming really hard to beat under God, Antonio yeah, Conte. Spurs are kind of just doing their thing like not Bro, it's, it's not pretty but they are, they're just grinding out results which is kind of what you have to do. Honestly if Spurs won their like four games in hand they are like is it pretty four? Much up there. Yeah four <laughs> games in hand. Four games yeah. in hand? Bruh. They've only yeah. played 18 where City have played 22. Exactly. Oh, they over City. Four, uh, I'm talking about over like City. over like their rivals. Let me see. Uh, around the the people around them, like Arsenal, oh have yeah, they have twenty. Over, West Ham have played twenty two already. Yeah. Dude, if yeah. they took four games, they are like on like if all wins, they on par with Liverpool for points, man. Oh, what like how right crazy now. is that? Right, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's like going for a second, <laughs> jumping games. into that 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 three horse race. I mean, as much shit that we give them, I I, I think Conte is doing a good job. But yeah, we, we I, I I digress. I think. We, we should Gee, come only back. United thought about getting him. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> hmm. Well, speaking so, of uh, United. Yeah. Yep. Speaking <laughs> of United. Uh, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? I laughed when I saw the score, bro. Ah, man. It had to be continue, man. Had it to had to. Ring. I mean, football is scripted. I'm sure yeah. of it now. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> Let, let, let's talk about the two goals first. Uh, Martinez making that error. Um, rare though. I, I, that's I, why Sash didn't want to come on today. Defending it. I mean, that was... He really got the last laugh though. Yeah, it was. No, it. Re- really not expected from him. Um, yeah, it, it, but Bruno with the other goal as well. 2-0 up at halftime. Um... No, no, it was one 0 at half It was one 0 one 0 and then one more after. Well, and then another goal. Still after going two 0 right? up. I mean, as a as a Liverpool fan, I can attest to feeling very annoyed when you drop two goal leads. Um, mm. I don't know. I just thought it was in the bag. Like uh, I actually crashed at two 0 because the game was pretty late. Yeah. I, I felt like it was one of those Gerard moments. You know, it it's so. It's so clear. Oh, like he, he has Stevie to. would have loved absolutely. Bro, he was the freaking villain of the whole show. Like yeah. it's just, it's well, how, well, how 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 apt, right? And I mean, Villa, after Villa the is the a- villains, a- right? After the FA Cup yeah, yeah, yeah. defeat, I think <laughs> it was a bit of justice was served because I don't think they deserve to lose in the FA Cup. Ah, yeah. And uh, yeah, it, it's it's just down to like I guess lack of concentration, perhaps because. I mean, the Jacob Ramsey goal, I, I got nothing to say. That was just um, brilliance from the youngster. But I think the Coutinho goal, you guys could have done a lot more to prevent that from going in. I think um, yes, but also no. I think sometimes you mm. have to just say that, um, give credit to the team Where that can get... Due, yeah, right. I think I think Villa did well in the last 20, 15 minutes. And and I think they deserve to get to get back. And, and, and I think a lot has been said about Coutinho getting the goal and assist but the same could be said about Jacob Ramsey because he yeah. got the goal and assist as well so the two of them I mean this could be the start of a, a good kind of partnership for them um, but yeah I think going back to United just a couple things on them I feel like without Ronaldo um, Bruno does play a lot better 
um, he gets to, and I think this is down to a confidence thing rather than um, ability-wise, because uh, I think his ability has been kind of thrown into a little bit of of, of doubt this season, where where he has been a bit um, shaky, like he would just pump well. the book. It's yeah, the overshadowing part. I think it really has to do with confidence, because and and when confidence is in play, it really affects his his actual ability but to you could see by the way he scored his second goal he wasn't low on confidence at all and maybe it's because he scored the first goal um so he really took the second one with a lot of aplomb and i think mm. i think yeah he's really one of the kind of players that that can do a lot better and and really decides to really step up when ronaldo isn't there so i just wish that we see more of that kind of mentality from it's almost like you players. wish why does he have to wait for Kron to be absent to step up right like you wish that yeah kind of be able to play more in tandem you know I mean when if Kron's still there like why don't why doesn't he just ask for the ball and take shots instead of like get the ball and then immediately look for Kron which is what he kind of tends to do maybe uh, he when just Ronaldo feels, is there you know like second fiddle to Ronaldo like oh I, re- I respect him I shouldn't like like take his like glory or whatever and I was like huh but I mean if you have the ability to shoot and score and I mean, we, you're we in a good position then just take it I think Kron of all people will be crying out for someone to like share the burden with him because right now yeah I, I, I think Kron has that mindset of that but whether people like you, you know it's always like you're intimidated by the by the leader or however and then you're like oh shoot like can I is it rude or however to overtake him but I think you know yeah I I totally get your point and a very good kind of um example for that is I I saw the Juventus match and Dybala looks like a totally like the old Dybala that we know I mean seeing Dybala with the captain's armband is weird already like to me Dybala's still like 20 years old he looks just because he doesn't age (laughs) yeah Yeah. oh right (laughs) he still looks like a kid so seeing him as the man at UV with the armband it's just weird but yeah but did they give him to like try to keep him down because like I know his contract is running up. I think that that's up. surely part of the, you know, it's surely in the conversation. They all see I, I, I don't understand though. Celebration, like, by the way. I, I don't just understand. Just a bit. No, 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 I didn't see. Yeah, Isn't his usual celebration? No, no, no he, he just stared up at the director's box. Oh. Like, he was pretty much just like staring down like the UV board. I think because some things were said about him in like the, the week leading up to that game. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think he might be gone. Uh, I mean, I know BK loves a good discussion about free transfers, but uh, it looks like Dybala might uh, be... Ah, PSG, bro. Ooh. De- I, I definitely I, would not recommend yeah. it. <laughs> I, I, I do see it's going to be some PSG shit. Honestly, it's going to be like Icardi to somewhere and Jesus, then like he'll just Icardi. like come in. God. Yeah, like it, it's going to be whack. Uh. Like, I'm, I mean, honestly, like who can take Dybala with the wages right now? Mm. Chelsea. I, I'll, I'll do a swap Spurs. for uh, McTominay Spurs Spurs, Spurs. <laughs> McTominay and Fred for Dybala actually no that, that's just like who, like who is good defend bro yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be so funny but I mean we, we were linked to Dybala I think maybe two or three two seasons years ago, ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and yeah, it yeah. kind of just fell apart um, maybe mm. that's why he wants to leave Juve because maybe he just he's still salty about that whole they tried shipping him off to Spurs oh. as well. More realistically, I would do a swap with Pogba. Okay, Man United fans. But don't Pogba hate me is this, gonna right? be a free transfer at 
They are both going to be free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop, man. Going back to the Villa game, right? What do you make of um, Ilanga's performance? Do you like that was kind of a surprising? I mean, to start the game, uh, let alone come off the bench, was like really surprising. Did you think it was um, sort of a the right gamble to sort of bench both um, Sancho and uh, Rashford? I don't think it's. I mean, on paper, it sounds like a gamble, but if you had looked at their form, uh, it's not. I think Ilanga. Plays with a lot more. Oh, sorry, not Rashford. Rashford wasn't even on the bench. Yeah, but yeah, the yeah, bench he wasn't. Sure. Um, I think, in terms of intent, that that sounds very strange because like a lot of fans will be thinking, you know, we spent so much for Sancho. He was supposed to be. He has almost like a at the time he was what everyone was crying out for, a very like a messiah kind of role. Like we need that guy to redeem the the right wing of our team. But because of just the form that Sancho's in now and the real like weird um just his lack of total lack of confidence to take on players i think ilanga's uh, quite a breath of fresh air he mm. he's really like he's full of running um and i think because he has no um reputation to uphold he would do anything he goes he goes into tackles he it's also different he's just trying looks, to cover right? ground it's a different look for the opposing team as well yeah i think because how would you prep for mm. a, a player that you've never really seen play that's yeah. one and I think under a new manager, especially like a manager like Ralph Rangnick, who wants to play pressing, um, to have someone that you can just say, look, your role is to go out and just run them down, and uh, when we have the ball, run into space. These are this is great because that really kind of helps the manager, um, start to get his philosophy into the team because he has a player who's willing to kind of go all out for the manager, whereas other players who already have a a reputation, a style that they want to play. Like Sancho wants ball to feed rather than a long ball to chase. Um, it may not be the tactic that the manager actually wants. So this is where we're really starting to see some issues, which always happens when you bring in the manager and he has to kind of deal with the players that he has. Yes, the potential is good, and the United team has a lot of that potential. But are they gelling with the current manager? And will the and the manager is not even gonna be there um next season as the yeah, manager. So I, that's where a lot of these problems start to come exactly. from. Exactly. I, I what mean, are like, we building? Yeah, I feel like United is so at such a weird stage right now. It's like, how are you gonna get your players to wanna play a certain kind of football, knowing that you know he won't be here next. He may or may not be here next season, and if he becomes director of football, which is not right. He, I mean, they already That's lined the, the new plan. Like they, he has like a two-year deal after this season to. I thought they lined the new guy up to take over the director of football. I don't no, think they he's just even got some guy to take he's over gonna, Ed Woodward. He, his role is gonna be something else. Like it's not. It's not his role. Isn't director of football. It's like because there's. It, I mean, maybe some fancy like name which I know. You know there's like uh, assistant to the yeah. <laughs> I, I I mean I know there's technical director and you know director uh ter- technical technical director and I think like director of football there's like two different things um uh, yeah it, it, I really wonder like how is his presence gonna affect United coming next well, season Well this this was the these were the exact questions or worries I guess I had when this interim thing was announced Exactly it's not like his, his... And his style was so different to what United had been used to playing. So, 
I think the more important thing. I mean, is you've seen it. You've seen it with Martial. Like I was gonna bring him up. Like, <laughs> this is Dude, a guy. Yeah, I was gonna go there too. I was gonna. Yeah, go like there. this is a guy who has not had much game time under Oli, and Rangnick seems to have pretty much um, not given him a look in or even just cast him aside. You know what? It sounds like Van der Beek and like Martial are like in the same boat now. Well, I, Van I would Beek say different boats. Still, <laughs> Van der Beek, you can tell he still wants to stay and try. He, Van der Beek just wants to play. It's like a yeah. bit like Maitland now. He just wants to be somewhere where he's wanted. Marcia, yeah, yeah, on the yeah. other hand, has been here like way longer. I think now yeah, it's like exactly. five years. And it doesn't seem like he's progressed um, beyond like 20% I mean, more of what you guys were expecting when you signed him and I mean, let's like be honest. His 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 game time is probably I I I don't know the exact stats. I might check it out, but it's probably like twenty something games per season. And for a first team player, oh, that's very bad. I think uh, you're being very generous with twenty something. Yeah, for I don't think it's twenty something. Yeah, it's just yeah, probably I think, aging I think past after 20. his last big injury, it's just he's just never recovered. He I mean, had like, like a purple patch. Where yeah, yeah. Oli just took over, and then mm-hmm. he got injured, and then you know he just got out of form and he's just never been back and I think now um, that has spilled over into you know like a question about attitude and and now there's like a whole Lukaku-esque situation going on where I'm sure both of you know about this especially Nate like but Ragnik actually went on record to say that Martial uh, didn't want to play which is insane (laughs) when you think about it it's very Carlos Tevez-esque yeah, I, former I, I United player, by the way. <laughs> I, I saw, then, I saw that. Yeah, and I then Martial the then the next day goes on his Instagram to refute these claims very, very vehemently. So, who do you kind of listen to at this point? Who, who's telling the truth? I, I just found this whole situation very interesting because it's also on the back of Ronaldo publicly coming out to Sky Sports and giving an interview, where you know he wasn't overly critical on United, but. Um, I don't know if you guys watched or listened to the whole interview, but if you read between the lines, Ronaldo is pretty much saying, um, this is not the United I am accustomed to or even recognize. And in order it's, it's to bi- progress, we're going to have to get rid it's of basically a bunch what, of people. What Roy Keane said as well. I mean, Roy Keane mm. has been like saying this on air for so for a many... long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and he's not even in... In the club at all, and uh, I mean now Ronaldo coming out to say this is just clearly state la, like the, the the state of United right now, like where 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 it is basically. I think, I think def- I'll just I'll just quickly add on to that before mm. you can jump in it. Like I think yep. the problem or the the main issue is that it's not like quote it's not critical right now. It's not like like at Everton for example where like they're teetering close to relegation they just sacked their manager United are kind of in a weird spot where they've almost kind of said um, we're not going to win the league this season Uh, we're going to gun for top four and there's a relative sort of calm and stillness I think stillness is more accurate so that could actually be more dangerous than a full-on like panic because you guys run the risk of you know taking things a bit too um, easy, I guess, and just thinking in the back of your minds that the problem is going to be rectified eventually. 
but then maybe that eventually never comes along, you know. I hope yeah. that makes sense, yeah. There's a couple of things, I guess, on this. Um, I feel like, at least, okay, let me bring it back to the Ronaldo part. Ronaldo is great because he's, he's like every United fan who has kind of seen the glory days and and look at the United team right now and we don't recognize this team yes. in terms of its performance. Like, it's me, like literally me as a yep. fan. I, I grew <laughs> up watching the, the United team like, like kind of dominate the league um, and then they'll get like they'll win it they'll come second they'll win it it's, that's the United that I'm used to this current so and that's the the United that Ronaldo's used to um, or granted like he's played against United in Madrid and he's seen that he's probably seen the decline of of United but coming back is, is a very different thing like you walk through the doors again and then you feel like this is different. Like it's the also you guys dropped. finished second last season, so it's not like he came into something that was like completely in the rebuilding phase, you know. Well, it's again. Surely it's, he must have expected at least to. No not, one expected United to get second last season. Again, it was very fluky. Uh, and if you looked at the way that they were playing, that that team wasn't gonna challenge for the title. Even though we got mm, second. Yeah, I mean, with with Oli, there were always those doubts. Yeah, but I think uh, with the signings. Uh, yeah. You guys made in Sancho, Varane and Ronaldo that the expectations were raised significantly. But um, yeah, I think if we look at the how the seasons on, panned on out, on yeah, paper your yeah, squad should be hindsight twenty twenty. Yeah, on paper your squad should be up there, easy. And and to be honest, I think what's really playing against us is is the pressure. Like what a lot of United players say after every game is like, "This is not good enough for Man United." Like. They're putting a lot of pressure on themselves. I think, like what you just said, um, but I don't feel like they have it right now. I don't think that they're calm. I don't think they have that just yet. I think against uh, teams, they still feel vulnerable. They don't feel like they can rely on their own teammates. And and I think there's a reason for that because when you see how sometimes Maguire and Shaw can run into each other and mm. stuff, like, would you feel comfortable? No. So... I think there is there is actually players start reason to feel to like they have to do double duty. You know, they have to both play I'm, as their position and, and the position next to them. And I think it, it's almost like this uh, has been instilled in them with the fact that um, they haven't been confident to play one center defensive midfielder. And and Ole has come out multiple times to say like this is why I need McFred because we need to have more control at the back defensively, more solidly. Also because we don't trust our centre-backs. So, with, so all this, like, with all this distrust in the team, no one really knows who, that they, who they can rely on. And I think that's why I feel with, with the manager, we have to do a little bit like of what um, Arteta and Klopp did, where you just tell everyone, this is how we're going to play. Yes, we're still going to get beat, but we're going to try to play this way. And then kind of drill into the team until they, I mean, that's until what they he's get trying to do now, no? But it's just... But the problem is... They, but like, he's not also like trying said, to... Did, it's also like, you know that the guy is only going to be dead to the end of the season. Exactly, so which is... Well, a as lot of people I've, will just write it out, yeah. yeah. Yeah, as a player, I would just feel like... Honestly, if I was like... um, Let, let me find a suitable... <laughs> no, honestly, if I was like Luke Shaw, right? I, I would like... F- screw it, like, like just bench me the season. I mean, next season, you might not even be here. Then... Maybe it'll be my time to shine or whatever again. Well, we, maybe. But like, then the season's not yet over. What are you going to do this season? Like, not not show up? 
like martial health. Options. I mean, options that's why. Literally, one of them already has. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're starting to see like maybe what like, you just said is exactly what Marshall said. Like, I don't need you. I'm just gonna wait this out until yeah, the yeah. manager comes in. Then I'm gonna try to. His contract like, isn't up at the end of the season, right? Correct me. If no, I'm wrong. I, d- I no, don't no, think no. so. Yeah, so he only wants to go out on loan. So goes out on loan, maybe to Sevilla or whatnot. Bangs in a few goals. Gets back in France, World Cup select uh, contention. That's all he wants, what? In realistically, yeah. he knows like they're not gonna win a Premier League this season or potentially for a while now. Yeah, I think so he just wants game time. He's just thinking about game time for potentially making the World Cup squad. I think a lot of players are thinking that. But yeah. in, in in that case, he could really have this have tried to to put in a a, a performance or in training mm. and stuff. Maybe because maybe he has tried to his defense. Although I I kind true. of. We know we kind of know what kind of player Marcel is, so it's a bit hard to imagine. It, yeah, it's hard to imagine. Shift, but agreed, especially because I feel like the the positions that he could go into are uh really uh, debatable now. Like he can definitely challenge Rashford for his position, or he could try to challenge uh Greenwood on the other side. But to be fair, I think if we talk about pecking order, um Ronaldo's really up there, Cavani's the next one up there, and then you have. Um, Greenwood and then I guess in the next packing order you do see someone like Sancho so Martial's really so low that he doesn't just he doesn't get a chance in this team and now with the introduction of Ilanga it's, it's basically saying like Martial you can go and I think that's kind of that was kind of the statement you know after that whole um, uh, that's probably the, the why he just was Ralph. like you know what screw it I'm not gonna be on the bench yeah you're putting like, this you're gonna, you're gonna choose me, this like, kid ahead nah, of like, me yeah. Have fun. I'm gonna chill. Yeah. So I don't know, man. Um, actually, on that note, I thought of a a pretty like interesting segue. Like United seem to have a bit of a identity crisis in terms of who their like go to guys are, who their leaders are. I mean, in terms in FM terms, you know, BK, we, we've seen like the dressing room sort of uh, influence levels, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you always have like your like captain, vice captain and a few others at the top. Right now at United it's like a mishmash of like a experienced and quality players versus players who've been at the club for a long time. Yeah, it's it's just like Maguire's the captain on paper, but do you really believe that anyone in the dressing room goes to him first? I really doubt it. No. Yeah, Especially exactly. after his yeah. performances and stuff. Exactly. And that I was going to kind of transition that to the Liverpool game. Because Liverpool are a team with... Um, it's one of their biggest strengths and also one of their biggest weaknesses in that we know exactly who Liverpool's main men are. You've got Van Dijk, mm. Salah, Mane, and Alisson, probably. Um, maybe I'm missing one or two. I feel like I'm doing the service. Henderson is... In terms of quality, not our best player, like by far. But um, especially the last few games. But exactly. Unlike Maguire, people know that on the pitch, if you need someone to kick ass, you look for Henderson or in the dressing room. Um, Klopp has been very, very um, vocal about the fact of how important Henderson is to him as his right-hand man in the dressing room. Um, mm. So that's kind of the main difference there. And I think City have that as well in, in you know, with KDB, with uh, Ruben Diaz, even your Edisons, your Rodri. So I think it's important for United to quickly sort out, like, 
even among themselves, maybe you let the inmates run the asylum for a while. Wasn't it Arsenal who kind of had voting? They let the players vote for their captain, wasn't it? How democratic? Last am I am I tripping or was that is that a real thing? I yeah, I think there was a. I think was it for Alba. It was either for Alba or Xhaka. I can't remember. Hmm. Both were terrible nominations. <laughs> I think just give it to Gabriel and be done. Nah, yeah, nah, yeah, no, yeah. nah, nah, nah. We we need him to perform, so we can't give it to him. What? <laughs> it's like a curse, Ben. Yeah, I mean, improvement, right? That's true. It's it's almost as bad as the FKB curse. We we just need to give it to like uh, you you know when like it was Mertesacker, then he was just in the bench when it was uh, Ateta, it was in bench. Just 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 keep it that way. I think you could then actually just leave it on Laka because Laka has seemed to kind of break the curse. Like he plays Bro, quite his okay. And his contract is ending at the end of the year. I mean, so, give it oh, sorry. to him for two. End, end, end of the season. Yeah. End of season. I mean, wait, end of the season. Oh, Laka. Laka. I yeah, Laka. Laka. I was like, wait, didn't you guys just extend his contract? Fuck. True. Um, wait, so very quickly before we move back to Liverpool, Brentford, BK, Villa, uh, not Villa, Arsenal Spurs got postponed. Um, what were your initial thoughts on that? Were you bummed out that the game got postponed or were you like Bro, just delighted that? We just, that we just did Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't understand why people are giving us shit. Like, we played the rules, man. People are just... They just have Salties, an agenda against yeah. Arsenal. Like, I, th- that's the thing. Like, I wanted to ask Sash about this because I think the team that can feel most aggrieved by this whole lack of consistency with the COVID postponements are Chelsea. I thought Chelsea could have played the same game because it's like if Liverpool, if Chelsea played it and Arsenal played it, I I don't see why Chelsea could have played it. Uh, but to be honest, right, <laughs> Chelsea's squad is like or on paper, right? Chelsea's squad, uh, even with the subs included, right, are way better than probably Arsenal's squad. I agree I, with I, that. I I don't know about Liverpool. No, I agree with that. But then, right, you have the the rules have to be clearer because. Are we just then talking about, you know, teams in terms of squad depth or are we talking about at that moment in time exactly. how decimated so, is your team? Because by that logic, right, then Man City can never have any games postponed. Yep, I, I completely agree on that. And I like, think no one will fault that because they <laughs> literally have. Yeah, 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 everyone's yeah. like, teams. you got so much cash anyway. Like Which I could see why Chelsea got like the second hand of this because like Ch- City's squad depth is insane and like to be honest, Chelsea's one is probably nicks on paper mm. on in terms of squad depth. So I don't, I mean, I, I, I don't like, I, I'm not like, I, I feel for Chelsea to be honest. Like I think they should have gotten it that the last the most recent one as well. Um yeah, and I completely agree that there should be more consistency on this. Especially with COVID around. Like you, you don't want the whole league to be like suspended again. But then again, I mean it's also come down to how the country is being run now, because uh I, I, I th- if I'm right, uh they they're just letting COVID run loose, so I'm I'm very confused with what's going on now in terms of both the EFL and the Premier League because from my understanding, the EFL came out and said they weren't going to allow any more postponements. Fair enough. But then you turn it around and then Arsenal the next day get a postponement, which I think it's great for Arsenal. I'm not which- in the least angry about it. Um, because I was telling Nate before, we, we, before you joined us, BK, like, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That game was huge because Spurs have two games over you guys. They're two points behind you, and for all intents and purposes, a weakened Arsenal would have probably 
found it oh. very difficult to beat an informed Spurs side. So oh, definitely, and I think uh we we have to win the game no matter what against them because on points, you know everything mm. like what you mentioned games games in hand and points. You know it that's four games in hand that they have on Liverpool already. We might have two. Uh, I I I don't even care much for top four, but I'm just like. It's bro, just Spurs, lah. How can you like, say that? You gotta, how can bro, you say that? You gotta bro, go we, for top four, man. No, if we get back to Europa, it'll be better than what? nothing. <laughs> dude, what? I'm setting my realistic. Europa is like a poison chalice, dude. Realistic expectations. At I least you don't shoot game time. for the I stars and then land on the moon. Is, top four is definitely on the table now, man. I think. Nah, like uh, honestly, right with Arsenal squad depth, we are just very lucky to mm. have you know uh no UEFA and no like you can see day in day out, right? The team doesn't have much changes. If we had the fixtures that Chelsea is having, man, I tell you, we'll just we'll be ripped. Mm. Our squad depth don't have enough to. We'll be, I I mean I might I don't want to jinx this. Uh, I'm holding on to like my, my table now because I touch <laughs> with um. I think the only reason why we're that lucky without injuries uh is also partially because of the game uh all the games that we have uh we, we only have fa cup which we're out now uh league oh, cup yeah, out it's fuck? like we, we no we no league cup, to... you, league cup you're not out yet what you play us you play us in the second leg yeah bro like what the fuck like <laughs> Dude, soon come soon, on. Soon. <laughs> you guys soon, are, you soon, guys soon. definitely have a chance you're at home it's nil nil Arsenal-Liverpool uh, is not a good match. Yeah, it's Arsenal. not a good match to have on hand. Uh, But yeah, it, it's just really like... Honestly, this season has been quite a clean streak of like injuries. I have... Like, Tierney was the only one that was... Whoa, you kind just of jinxed it. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I think like throughout all the seasons that I've seen Arsenal, this has been one of the cleaner season of injury streak. Like, I'm actually very impressed by it. Which also made me take into account of like, you know, fixtures that we have. And you guys were doing so well when it came to like COVID, um, you know, players falling ill to COVID. It's only recently where it started piling up and coupled with the whole AFCON thing, so... Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, yeah, I, I think long story short, I would just like the Premier League to come they out should and, have, and yeah. give like a proper criteria for what constitutes the games getting postponed because the at thing this point teams are just gonna be like constantly continuously trying to knowing how the Premier League run they won't say until next season yeah they're just it's, gonna <laughs> yeah you're right <laughs> it's like how they did v- VAR they only yeah. announced it like in the summer for the next season same thing yeah. it's gonna be like exactly like that because I can I can't fault any team that wants to protect itself. Like especially if there are no ra- if there are no ramifications for um putting out a request to get a game postponed, you just try what? Like what's the harm? You just put out exactly, the request. Exactly. You're not gonna get fined for doing it, right? So I mm-hmm, I can mm-hmm. imagine every single team in a similar situation would do it. So it's on the Premier League to yep, step agreed. up and actually make things clear, but yeah, agreed, agreed. until then, I think it's just going to be more um, problems for fans, traveling fans and players and, you know, anyone kind of involved in the sport. But yeah, let's we come were, back. We let's kind of robbed of a, of a potentially cracking game, but um, I'm sure the, the rescheduled fixture will be as exciting. But yeah, back, back mm. to Liverpool and, and back to Liverpool. Sort of, um, good game. win. I, I, I thought it yeah. was Liverpool. It was good win for Liverpool uh, getting... Not the players I expect to see on the score sheet, but good Bro. on them. 
Bro, if you're I, watching I the God. game with me, like, it, it was so hilarious because the moment, like, okay, I was texting my cousin during the game, shout out Bradley, um, we were both slating Ox, and then a minute later, Ox scored. <laughs> so we're like, ah, oh, shit, maybe we should, like, slate him more because, and this was the point I wanted to bring up, okay, like, we were missing our big guns, um, mm-hmm, well mm-hmm. documented, you know, we've looked toothless without them, and I think this, there was a statistic yesterday, it was... The first time in a hundred Premier League games, something stupid like that, where both Mane and Salah were missing from the lineup in the Premier League, which is crazy. It also just shows how fit they both are. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And how reliant you are on them. Yeah, yeah. how reliant we are, exactly. Um, it, it, which I think is a problem as well. Like, till now, you guys haven't found suitable repair going... I'm going to say... Going two seasons, I I I think the the year that you guys won the UFR, I I think the thought of it should have actually kicked into place. Obviously, they did not go through any major injuries. Uh, then you guys won the Premier League. Um, I actually thought like this season would be the year that you're actually strengthened. I mean, Minamo sure. Uh, still, I I maybe like what we always say, club doesn't have the funds to strengthen where he needs. And you know, probably looking into next season. Uh, I don't think you guys are going to dip into for the January window, man. No, we, we, Liverpool have never been big on January window. The only January window where we really like <laughs> the English revival. Yeah, it was the Carroll <laughs> and Suarez one. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And that was because we sold Torres. Like the only times we've dipped into the January window was when we made big profile sales in January. The first one was Torres. The second the, one was with Coutinho. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, back to the game though, like, mm. <sighs> a goal is a goal, man. Like, it it's good on their, good for them to score. Uh, I mean, if you put this back to United, right, if Marshall was playing and Marshall scored that goal, right, I'm pretty sure, like, Nate would probably feel like, what gives, man? Like, sure, a goal is a goal. It's good for the players' confidence, uh, sure, whether or not. Sure. Uh, and I think uh, the team as a whole could probably be feeling... Demoralize that your best players are not in the squad and people have to step up. Uh, you know them getting a chance to get on the score sheet. You know, I I, I think it's, it is a good game. Uh, you know, Brentford not showing up surprisingly. I guess they, they were tried, away. but the moment Fabinho scored late in the first half, they kind of knew that the writing was on the wall. Um, it, it's I, a kicker. I, I, I don't think Tony had many chances, and Buemo had one shot. Um, I think that might have actually even been offside, but yeah, Brent Brentford. I mean, they were kind of taking a page out of Arsenal's book from the Carabao Cup game. They were they were sitting in deep and trying to soak up pressure and hit us on the break, and it was working for the first, I would say, forty minutes. You know, we weren't getting many clear chances. I think we had one Van Dyke chance. Apart from that, nothing really clear cut. But um. Once Fabinho scored, like you could tell the, the everyone in the stadium kind of like calmed down a little bit. Um, the players were also a bit more relaxed, and we were able to play our uh, our game from that point onwards. But don't get me wrong, like three 0 against any side in the league, I'm always gonna take that. I'm always gonna go not not go home because I'm already at, at home, right? But <laughs> I'm gonna you know finish the match or finish the evening like happy. But um, when I look at Ox and like even Minamino, right, going forward, those guys can't be the answer. Um, and I don't want to take their shine away, you know. They scored yesterday. Um, I even think it was Minamino's birthday, but... I, like, I, I think Minamino's 
uh, I, I think, think there's some sh- there, there's something there, yeah. but it's it's. I think he just needs more game time. They, they can't. The they, they can't. Yeah, perhaps, but. I don't Ox know on the other hand has too many chances, really. I, I I don't I'm pretty sure he's just there for Klopp to register him as an English player. <laughs> uh, to get the minimum. I mean that's definitely <laughs> I'm, one I'm aspect. Pretty I think, damn I think Ox, sure. He's also there to I'm, do I'm going like to count, YouTube stuff. I, I'm Ox going to count is in your every English. single LFC TV video. I, I'm going to count your English players now. You guys have Curtis Jones. Uh-huh. Ox. Henderson, Ox, Milner, Henderson, Trent, Milner. Trent. That's um, five. Gomez. Gomez, six. You still need two more. Uh, Ro- Robo do- Robo no, doesn't Robo count. Scott, Scott, yeah. No, yeah. the injured. Uh, Javi Elliott? got injured at the beginning. Javi Elliott. Yeah, Javi Elliott, yeah. Um, I thought who's we said it already. doesn't matter. Uh, no, no, no. Who's your last guy? <laughs> probably some like reserves. Oh, Nat, Nat Phillips. Nat Phillips. Oh, Nat Phillips. Th- there you go. So you got and you guys have the aging uh Marsh uh Marshall M- Milner is gonna yeah. hit his you know retirement age soon, and you guys are going to go missing one. So if you guys sell Ox, you need to replace with two Englishmen. Just That's bring the them only up from reason. The academy, uh. <laughs> I mean, you guys brought three up from the academy, sure, but like how many? I mean, more can dude, you guys take like up? let's just sign Drew Bellingham and call it a day, like. <laughs> Sure, I, sure, I, sure. I really if think you guys did of, it. of all the rumors, like I mean, we've we've heard Martial to Anfield. Dude, he'll fit the system shit. very well. He'll fit the system. But Bellingham, I think Bellingham is a realistic option, man, and I would love him to join. But I I won't uh, be surprised it's a if bit premature to discuss that. I won't be surprised if Klopp dip dip into the market for an Englishman, uh, in the summer, uh, probably like. I'm I'm actually going to say this now. Put me on record for that. Jared mm. Bowen might I I think a player like him might be what you guys might need. I know we we were interested in the summer, but um I think we put out feelers and West Ham weren't really interested, so we kind of yeah. were just like okay, forget it. And now he's gonna be probably double the price. So yeah, but I think he's even gonna even less likely fit. to happen. He's gonna fit the team well and mm. age wise and everything. He's kind of like. He does. You he know, does it, check all the boxes, but yeah, yeah, he checks all the boxes perfectly. Strikes me Liverpool. like another Jota. Yeah, 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 he's yeah, also yeah. Like hardworking, able to play. He he the could be floor. like I the Milner of the younger days. Perhaps, yeah. Mm. But mm, yeah, I mean, yeah. like, just my thoughts after that game was, you know, like Nate, Nate, Nate's absolutely right. We're just over reliant on a few players, and this transfer window, right? There's been a lot of. Um, quiet murmurings that have grown louder, um, especially with City pulling away of like the FSG out uh, movement. And they're going to really have to put their money where their mouth is because a lot of our players are entering like their like, early 30s, uh, our core yeah. of the team. Almost peaked and, to... Yeah. You, know, we, we, you know, with the whole Salah contract thing, um, yeah, it's going to be a big summer because we, we need to replace... Um, certain players like like your Milners who I think will be leaving your Oxes who I don't think are good enough anymore despite the goal yesterday um, your Joe Gomez's who you know can't have another season on the bench because he's at that age where he needs to play especially with the World Cup coming up so it's going to be a big summer for transfers out and hopefully for quality coming in because this team does need a bit of a refresh yeah. Not like yeah. a drastic overhaul, but you know, 
we do uh, but need I, some fresh I do faces. see the English players as the problem that you guys have. Like, it's the... It, it's what I saw previously with Arsenal, uh, I think last season or or a season ago, when I... You know, when Arsenal was in the slum, uh, I noticed this problem that they do not have enough English players. And I was like, no matter what transfer speculations that we are linked, right? The problem is we don't have enough to move the old, old weight out. So then you can't proceed unless you buy new Englishmen, which we did. We got two, we got Ramsdale and we got Ben White. So that then in turn allows you to Expensive, offload like... Yeah, yeah <laughs> but in, in turns allow you to offload people like Nathan Miles. Uh, well, uh, uh, Enketia is probably leaving. So then, y- you know, it frees up more space. Uh. But Bro, for that... My, my brother hates Enketia. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I don't just wanted have... to throw, I just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> Uh, I I don't have any feelings about him. But I I don't think he's good enough for first team. He's uh, a, yeah, exactly. He's in that dead zone where he's like a glorified cup player. He can do well in the championship. I think. I I think he needs to have like one of those Chelsea buyback things. He, he is your real booster. He is your version of real booster. He needs to the be sold off to a low league. The difference is that no one is gonna pay you like twenty five mil for him. Yeah, so I guess we're gonna lose out on that, unfortunately. Mm. I think, like, leave, letting him go for, like, 20 would be good. Under 20 would be fine and reasonable, but, you know, his contract is also ending. So that's that. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think, I think with Arsenal, like, before we quickly move on to our next topic. Yeah. Arsenal, much like this next club we're gonna be talking about, are pretty much paying now for the mistakes of the past where... They're going to have to take some heavy losses on players that <laughs> have just been no good. Um, you think, you know, your Pepe's where you, you, you guys bought him for close to like 80 million. I think. Nah, 72 Arteta, million. Uh, yeah, pounds, 72 to whatever. Euros. Plus yeah. plus. And I think Arteta now, if you offered him 30 mil for Pepe, he would most probably take it. I don't Dude, think I saw him for 30 on FM. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> like, I, I think it's very hard to... Uh, get anywhere close to the market value of those types of players. So yeah, yeah, agree. Um, and the club that we were actually talking about is is Everton, you know. And I take great joy <laughs> discussing their plight. I um, I have like okay, let's talk about it. Like Rafa, Rafa mm, getting sacked. How how is everyone feeling about it? I think he. I think Rafa was sacked the moment he joined the club. <laughs> <laughs> I but just, you, he's your agent man he's your agent yeah but I mean Rafa will always hold a special place in my heart for winning that Istanbul US UCL final and also the FA Cup but he's kind of like you know it's a bit of a shithouse like he joined Chelsea he joined Everton like I was cool with it because he's basically your version of Mo a little bit yeah a kinda, little bit kinda. I'll, I'll yeah. be less successful but um, hey, uh, but I think yeah, I think that Everton move was destined to fail from the start. Also because, you guys, don't, don't forget, Ancelotti was very well liked by the Everton fans. So for him to leave all of a sudden was a huge shock to the system. And then suddenly it's like... You, you, so you, you can't find blame out, Ancelotti. You find out like... Ancelotti leaves on Monday to snake his way back to Real Madrid. And then Bro, you find you, out on like the Tuesday or Wednesday that freaking Rafael Benitez is going to manage Everton like... And yeah, it was going kind of well for the first four games, but um, it, it quickly turned. Looking like, at Everton, nightmare. right? Uh, 
I remember that season when they went went on a mad purchase, like basically did a B tech Man yeah. City. Yeah. Oh, Is that the one that it will be? Yeah. I did not understood a single transfer. And then the next season they took Walcott or something. Uh, did they take Walcott? I, f- I felt like they did. They did. Yeah, it, mm. confusing as fuck. I still don't understand like the funds, the transfers and everything. Uh, I mean, like what you said, mentioned earlier, Pascal, they're just paying the price for everything now. Um, granted, it's not just that, and it doesn't look like it's going to end, bro. Like, I'm hearing rumours of Wayne Rooney being a frontrunner to be appointed. I'm like, what the hell has Wayne Rooney done as a manager to warrant the Everton job? Just because he's an Everton... In like quote in quotations, legend. It's it's basically the trend now to just no, rehire your. That, that, that is crazy to me. Like, like Rooney, Lampard, and Roberto Martinez as your three main front runners for the job is insane. I think the and Lampard one is not so fuck bad. Is Roberto Martinez no, back in the topic? L- Lampard. I, if I was Lampard, I would stay the hell away from the Everton job. Because yeah, I would. I would. The board doesn't know what the hell they're doing. He's yeah. not going to have money to rebuild this squad in, in his image. Yeah. You look at Rafa. Rafa spent like, what, $2 million on four players. You are looking at Townsend, Gray, um, El Ghazi, and... Uh, uh, the striker, Rondon? Rondon, yeah. Like, come on. That's like, okay, a, that's so, like a championship. So you don't, like, you, don't have the, you don't have the funds to, to rebuild the club. But the players that you just mentioned are decent enough to keep your club in the Premier League, I feel. Like you still now on the table. Who is not who is not the worst was recently linked to like Barca as fraudulent as that link was. Uh and then you have like you just mentioned Grey's not too bad. Uh and your team is not too old. So oh I think God, this Everton team is is has kind of the ability to, to stay in the league. And someone who, who you just they just need to develop a style of play and and also Bro, have their, their squad is I, I just feel like, just to cut in, I just feel like we've seen this too many times, man. Like, in the last six years, how many managers have we seen come through the door? I'm going to rattle off some names now. Like, I'm probably going to miss out a few. Marco Silva? Yeah, we have Marco Silva, Ronald Koeman, uh, yeah, Ronald Sam Koeman, Allardyce, course. Carlo Ancelotti. Wait, wait, Rafa but Sam Allardyce was like an intermin- interim only, right? Yes and no. Like, I think he was there for a season. What? Um, yeah, yeah, I think he was actually there for a season. Like, I mean, it's it's one thing to talk about the funds, but I just think that there is. We've talked about boards being rotten, right? Like the Cronkies and the Glazers and FSG and whatever. But I think Everton's board, right, is genuinely one of the worst in the league. You look at how many players they've bought for so much money that have massively underperformed. I'm actually trying to list my first They've 11. lost so much money, bro. Like, you look at Schneiderlin. Like, so many clubs love Everton because they take their scraps for, like, pretty good money. Like, Man United didn't want Schneiderlin anymore. Big Daddy Everton come in with, like, 20 million. Thank you very much. Alex, it will be same thing with Arsenal. Walcott. Walcott. Yeah. Um, I was so Sigurdsson, happy, man. Like, but to be fair to Sigurdsson, he did have a good... But was Sigurds- Sigurds- no no one no one rated Sigurdsson as a forty million pound transfer man no way, and you've got uh like even Michael Keane hasn't pro- hasn't progressed as a player, I don't even think he's been in the England fold for a while now. Yeah nah, Pickford Hogan hasn't shined. Like, 
hot and cold. <laughs> I don't understand how Pickford is still number one. Like Ramsdale should have like knocked not him for long. Uh, I I think. I I mean he's all right, but not with his current form, man. Not with his current. For form. England, he's a bit better, but I mean even like letting Luca Dean. I know he hasn't had a great season, but that, no, that, that's why. Why would to you give to. Rafa like the authority to get rid of your? And then you sack Your Rafa. Top left back, and then you sack exactly. him like a week yeah. after you sell him. It just makes no sense, man. Exactly. I I um I was perplexed by that whole sale and then sacking. It's just you lost your one of your best players, um, and now you lost your manager who made the decision. And Luca Dean is probably having the time of his life now, man. He's just laughing his ass off, dude. Probably, and like I'm not sure if you guys know this, but Rafa actually got rid of, um, Everton's. Uh, one of their not not chief scouts, but one of their heads of of the transfer committee, they got rid of one of their heads in the medical department. So clearly, they gave Benitez a lot of authority. Agent um, Rafa, there you go, bro. It's crazy, dude. They clearly there was clearly a degree of trust to let him dictate his backroom staff, but then you give him two million to spend, so. There's no consistency, like, so do you back the guy or do you not back the guy? And then, um, yeah, the results have been shocking, so there was only going to be one result, but... Dude, 31% win the, rate. The damage the was done, la, like, like, yeah, it's just so much inconsistency in, like, the... what they sort of entrusted to him. And then now mm-hmm. this new manager is not going to be able to make any signings because he's got, like, two weeks left in the window... Um, they are looking at guys who failed before at the club in Roberto Martinez. So it's just uh, it's a disaster, man. Like, and your your best players like Richarlison probably are gonna leave at the first um, big sort of bid that comes in for him. Um, you've got youngsters like Kai Gordon who probably are just like they are gonna be entrusted with bringing this club forward, even though they are they are like still like little like kids so and then on the flip side you have like old man Seamus Coleman like rampaging down the right flag so surprises too (laughs) exactly like it's just I don't know what this club is doing man and you still have like guys like Cheng Tosun on the books like yeah no they have a lot of Deadwood man did I mention Bolazi yeah like that guy it's uh, wasn't Bolazi like loaned out or something but I think also, he's still... He's like a drink water situation. Like, they just can't, oh like, God. get rid. Yeah. You know, because he was signed on, like... Interesting. Now I feel like playing... Like, I feel like playing Everton on, on, on Football Manager. Just to see how much <laughs> I, get, I, I get to work with. Dude, I mean... I don't know about your FM games, but... For me, Everton gets relegated pretty often. No, really? Yeah. Oh, shite, man. Nah, nah. So I, Everton... I don't know what's going on at that club, lah, but... Um, any Everton fans who listen to the podcast, if you want to come on one episode, like, <laughs> give us your thoughts. I love it. Because um, we have no know, idea what's going on. Like, pre- prejudices aside, like, um, I-, I would love to hear this, like, your story if you're an Everton fan. But that club, man, I... I it's just, like, what joke after joke each season. Like, I think the peak of Everton mania was when Carlo Ancelotti came in and they were top for, like, three game weeks and then just went back to the status quo so yeah it's it's a mess enjoyable mm-hmm. for Liverpool fans though but uh, still a mess if you're looking at it um, 
objectively just as like a football fan. I hope they buy Pepe now. Now they make <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Sloppy seconds, man. <laughs> yeah, bro. That'll be... I, I, I mean, no doubt. I think he... They'll, nah, do, they'll, nah. they'll get Alba. <laughs> oh. they'll, and they'll pay for Lacazette. They'll pay you guys like 10 million for Lacazette even though they can get him for free like in six months. Oh mm. god. Uh, yeah. But with all these transfers, I think... You know, we wrapped up Everton quite well. Uh, shall we move to our favourite segment? Yeah, yeah. Let's dive into Fraud Watch, man. I, I think Everton was pretty much an entire Fraud Watch on its own. Um, but, I mean, we've, we we want to talk a bit about the new signings, right? And there haven't been a lot of them. Uh, we mentioned Coutinho earlier. He obviously got off to one of the best starts you could possibly have as a new signing. Um, Chris Wood, I think... Bit of a muted debut. I don't know what you guys think. Uh, I'm actually surprised he started so so quickly. I thought they would have um, had him on the bench at first. Yeah, that's what I thought as well. But I guess he's match fit. Um, good to go. Um, well, we're going to talk about the recent transfers first. Sure. To be honest, I'm gonna I'm gonna need you to like lead on that because I apart from like the Christian Eriksen news. <laughs> um, which is exciting to me. Like, I think Ericsson at Brentford would be a really good signing. Bro, Obviously, like you know, with his star signing. Mind, but that that would be really cool to have him back in the Premier League. Yeah, I I mean, just looking at Coutinho, Wood, and Trippier. Uh, what were we thinking? Coutinho, I know he didn't have much time. I mean, a goal is a goal, but yeah, he came I, out I, relatively late. I think he he had twenty minutes of game time. I think we need more time to see how he flows. Uh, it's a bit hard to say anything now. Uh, Chris Wood as well. Uh, still, I think I'll give him one or two more matches. Trippier, I think he's fine. I think he he he's bought in for what he needs to do. Unfortunate that they Trippier still Trippier's the least of new like right back was the least of Newcastle's problems la. Like they 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 just can't seem to keep a clean sheet. Yeah. Um, and the delivery was good. I think yeah, the yeah, yeah, thing exactly. that he brought in, his delivery. I think that's what I think the the Trippier Wood thing is kind of like the, I I guess like Sam Max can't be the only one. I I guess now Sam Max gets to slot in the middle more more with Trippier on the right. Yeah, but Sam Max was like amazing, and he's the one who got them back into the game. If you think about yeah. it, like, I mean yeah. his goal was really well taken. Like um, that's just what he's all about, right? Yeah. Um, it'll be sad if they get relegated I'm, I'm very curious to see whether he'll stay or he'll leave I kind of do want them to go down just so the Saudi mania takes a while longer to kick in bro they'll just <laughs> buy over the whole league man if they have to yeah they'll just like, and dismantle then, all their rival clubs right I, I think it'll be weirder cause like if you let them go missing for one season it's like Juve you know when they went down one season and yeah. the next one they came they just won the league straight and then you're like how Exactly, dude. It'll take a while, but um, it's inevitable that Newcastle eventually become like a top contender. So I'm just hoping to like delay the inevitable. But um, I think in terms of the big or the bigger clubs and their transfer activity, I don't think much is gonna happen. I I know I know Chelsea are probably the most likely of all. Um, the big six to actually do any business because uh, I know they're in the market or I do think United might do a business just depending whether they sell I think United would be sell. more of, of selling players or loaning players and actually bringing anyone in mm. um, I think they might sneak one in but I think um, Zakaria is the most likely option for Man U because 
they need a DM Bailey and Zakaria would be available now mm. for mm. relatively cheap because he's out of a contract in the summer. Yeah. Uh, I think he'd be a great fit for United, but you I guys mean, are notorious for not acting fast. So you guys that, risk losing him to a host of other teams if you don't act quickly. So I mm. think like for Fraud Watch, because it's a bit hard to track now with all the games being postponed and shit. Uh, oh, I have a... I do... For me, Fraud Watch, not looking at transfers, right? Uh, yeah, just... just it was Yesh, bro. Like, Ooh. that guy has done nothing since he's come to Chelsea. I mean, yeah, he won... He was part... I, I, I won't even say he won. He was part of a UCL <laughs> winning side. Like, as much as Sash says... Or not Sash, like... Uh, other non-Liverpool fans say Keita was, like... Padding his record with medals. Which I kind of agree. He wasn't a big part of that side. So is Yech, man. And... I think if Tuchel had any doubts on whether he was the guy... The City match probably, like... Um... Told him everything but it's he weird, right? Because he started bad and then he, he started off injured, so up. he was already playing catch up, and then he never he had a couple of good games, and then he just fell off because Lampard left. Yeah, and I think Tuchel's system is very different, so Ziyech had to adapt again, and then uh, um, at times he was uh, like Hudson Odoi was preferred to him, uh, so. Yeah, I think I, I would be shocked if he's still a Chelsea player next season. Um, so I feel throwing Everton bot in the front watch is too easy. Uh, <laughs> I'm <laughs> Nate. Do you have anyone? Uh, I wanna say, I wanna throw Pep in just because like. I feel like he really could have won the Champions League now that I look at it. <laughs> <laughs> and like the fact that he didn't is just because he's, it's a he's very overthinking. Delayed. It's a very <laughs> delayed I mean, now that I look at it, I'm just like, man, he's he's actually quite good if he's not overthinking. And if his City team just decide to play like it's just a normal day in the league, that team is so good that they usually beat most teams. And yeah, I mean... It's just he really just overthinks things. Uh, in general, if we talk about players and stuff, um, I think the ZH one is a good shout. And I don't want to kick people when they're down, but I don't think he's down anymore. So I'm gonna throw Lukaku in as well. The guy. Oh yeah, just I like, want to throw Lukaku. Ah, he's just no good anymore. I feel. But I think I w- really want to throw Ralph into the, <laughs> like he's my fraud watch. Like, I don't know, man. Like him coming. I mean, even him taking the contract itself, right? now doesn't make sense in my head even more so with that six months or eight months list till end of the season wanting to form a, a character to the squad but like everything sin- seems like a circus right now in United uh, it's just confusing as fuck actually I w- just on that point I feel like he is his job really isn't to to be the manager he hasn't really been like manager manager for a while i feel exactly i think he exactly. wants to go upstairs and and do that thing whatever it is choking so, so in the in in the last few games or when he first started you could see like what he's trying to do is just play as many of the players so that he can just see yeah um, yeah no no doubt that, that they are exactly yeah. that i and understand and so but I guess like, maybe this season, this whole season is just really going to be a transitional season for United. Exactly. Just so that you can annoyed, clear the date How wood. sick must you be of like that phrase? <laughs> transitional yeah, no, season. No, but no like, I think it's I, fine. I, I yeah. honestly Why think it's fine because contract, we don't man? look like we are in the position to win anything at all. Like you look in the Champions League, like we're struggling After to get last minute signings. winners and stuff. 
Yeah, BK. Ah, oh, no, man. I, I don't know. I, I, I just feel like... Okay, so if going down that line of thought that you're saying that if he's gonna go up and choking with the board, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so basically, <laughs> isn't he a full-on fraud? <laughs> I mean, if someone offered me a job to just fuck around and like vibe with tactics for for like six months <laughs> and then get like a cushy like office imagine job. like woodward like coming to, bro i just need you here for vibes and you know until we figure out a like next manager i, I just need you to come <laughs> in and piss off half the squad <laughs> it's like i don't even know why we sacked ole uh and then we we know why we sacked th- ole like yeah, yeah he wasn't sacked because we wanted to bring in ralph he was sacked because he was bad man <laughs> no you just sacked <laughs> him and it then wasn't because like we bring in content and then like you didn't <laughs> <laughs> so it's like uh, United now is like Hey you know what We're just gonna take it One step at a I'm time I'm not in I'm not quite in the camp Of uh, Ralph being a fraud yet la. I think uh, A lot of the Criticism was just Because people overhyped him I mean We 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 did warn People that You know Not to expect Miracles from this guy From the start Um, I, I yeah. don't have any Expectations for him But it's just that I mean, according to the board or according to what... Uh, I, I just think the decision to openly say they were only going to hire someone permanent yeah. in the summer was I mean, we, we talked about this as well. No so other, like, yeah, no other club has done it. What? It's just... I don't I don't understand. This, so so this then maybe move, the United board is on fraud. He's just He's just... Yeah, he's a this move interim. will only... Um, we'll only know the full extent of whether this move was shrewd or complete disaster... Probably this time next year. Yeah. So like, then I guess yeah. United bought this on Fraud Watch. Then, bro, I mean, this live, is a very long trust. In, this is a very long trust the process watch. kind of yeah. moment because like <laughs> he's gonna take this six months to assess who he wants to let go date weight wise, and then you may see the summer like a big transition. So honestly, these these players who are are now in the team are playing for their their further careers if they don't already have. Uh, in many an ways, he's in charge of like. Hiring his own successor. I think yeah, top so of his uh, list is uh, Ten Hag. You know, I don't think he's too keen on Pochettino. Um, from what I I've don't... I don't know. If I was Ten Hag, I prob- I don't know, man. I mean, I'll see what's on the table, uh, probably. Say what you want, but United will always be an attractive drop, no matter how sort of toxic the environment seems. And I mean, Ten Hag nah, has won everything he has to win at Ajax. Barring it's all about the money, man. It's all about so, the money. Yeah, yeah, and the money is great too. Like, um, plus if Donny is still alive, you know he gets to be reunited with his boy. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. if if Ten Hag benches Van der Beek, then we know that the problem is just Van der Beek, lah. Like, we can finally put that debate. <laughs> we <rest>. would know. <laughs> if Van <der> Beek. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that wraps it up pretty well. Yeah, man. Once again, uh, about. 80 minutes in, but yeah, I felt like we got through a lot. It's almost like we were waiting for like two weeks for the Premier League to come back for us to like just throw everything out there. Um, yeah, a lot of stuff to clip out hopefully for this uh, more content this week. And uh, thanks again to all our listeners. You know, you guys are kind of why we do this. Um, hope you guys have an excellent week ahead. And yeah, there's more football in the week. I think United play Brentford, so perhaps a chance for, for things to kind of go back on track for the Red Devils. But um, yeah, apart from that, more matches to come on the weekend as well. So until then, we'll see you in the next episode. See ya.